I'm not even going to lie, y'all. The reason why this episode is coming to you almost two days late is because listening to the playback of the interview and, you know, getting it prepared to condense into um, two 30-minute episodes, it it was hard for me. Um, and I don't want to sound selfish, but... Um, you know, I did find it, during the interview, we did find we didn't cry, but just hearing her story again and just listen, y'all, I had a scare. Oh, by the way, for those who don't know, um, and if you want to call this my breast cancer episode, that's fine. But um, it's single and happy and Ned. NED is NED. It stands for No No Evidence of Disease. This is part one of a two-part episode, episode 34 of Single and Happy in Charlotte. Um, But guys, a couple of years ago, uh, I want to say maybe three or four years ago now, um, I thought I found something on my breast. And obviously, you would have heard about it if there was any more to it, but it wasn't. And... I, I don't even want to I, I don't even want to talk about this too much because I was so scared but imagine being a woman now you know and even with everything with all the technology and everything I mean you know you're losing a breast or two and you know there's a disease out here called breast cancer and you know, even with all the technology, and I'm rambling, y'all, because I'm trying not to cry, but there's so much technology out here, but yet there's still no cure. And so here we are in October, once again, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I didn't want to do the whole, you know, let's bring in a doctor and talk about stats and talk about, you know, getting a mammogram. We know those things. I want, What I wanted to do is talk to young lady by the name of Nicole she and I are bloggers that's how we met I had to think about it (laughs) but um this is her story like I said um we are we had to cut this into two parts this is part one um no blogging no plenty of fuckery this week none of that just listen and um you know let's talk about it Join me in the Single and Happy House or join me on my page at I Am Single and Happy in Charlotte. Um, Just briefly, Nicole has her blog called fabulousboobies.com. She is a D.C. resident. She's not from Charlotte. And technically, legally, I should say she is single, but she's engaged. So you'll hear more about that. And yeah. All right. Let's go. Guys, I've known Nicole for a while now. I don't know how I met her. (laughs) I don't know if we met while I was living in, because, you know, I used to live in um, Baltimore County. So I don't know if I met you, like, at one of these events. Did you? I don't know. I don't think I knew that. I yeah, yes, yeah. I lived in Baltimore. Well, that's how the blog started because I was living in Baltimore County, engaged Ooh. before I moved back to North Carolina. So, okay. but um, and I've been here since 2011. But I was in um, Mar- so we met after after that because yeah. I was in Baltimore from 
and when I say Baltimore, I mean Baltimore County. And you know it's a difference. Yes, definitely a difference. <laughs> I was there from 06, 05 to 11. So about oh, four wow. or five okay. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, obviously we met after that. But anyway, we've known yeah. each other for a minute now. We have met in person, so you're not just, quote, unquote, just a Facebook person. But <laughs> Exactly. But that was a while ago. That was at a white party. <laughs> and I think I still have a picture of us at that party. <laughs> I do. I still have that picture. I love that picture. And wasn't that actually, cute? <laughs> that was a cute day. It was an interesting party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, that yeah. was yeah. that was maybe five years ago. Shout yeah, out to Donnie five. Short. I know he's still, um, I think he listens to the show. So shout out to Donnie. I'm a tag feminist. <laughs> Because he yeah. does a great job in bringing us together. But anyway, that's not why we're here. Um, I, I want you to lead this, like I said, because, you know, I want, as a woman, I want to be a supportive system when it comes to breast cancer. Um, I want to learn all I can, but I don't want to be one of these people who, whenever October comes around, we're all experts. We all know yeah. it all. We're, and we're wearing pink until Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I understand. So, Nicole, take it away. Um, this is my friend, y'all, Nicole McLean. I'm going to let her have it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ty. So let me just say that... Um, First, thank you for having me, because this is such an honor. Anytime I get to talk to anybody about breast cancer, I am equally excited and scared and emotional. So there'll be laughter, tears, and a little extra, oh, I promise you, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole mind thing, right? Okay. I mean, it's a body thing, but okay. a thing. So at, we're in October, which we call Pinktober, because it's pink everywhere all day for 31 days. And before I, I let me let me give you my background on breast yes. cancer. I'm a survivor. I was diagnosed in July of 2008 um, with stage three breast cancer in my left breast, and I started uh, treatment in that September and went through treatment for about all total about two years. Um, I lost my breast. I went through chemo. I had my breast reconstructed. I've done just about anything you can do with breast cancer. I've kind of done it, uh, except be diagnosed stage four. Um, so in that regard, I won't call myself an expert, but I will say I'm experienced you're more of an expert <laughs> in it. Than I am, and you're more than an expert. Well, I'm not even going to talk about other people because I think people mean well, but I'm they do. <laughs> they do. And so currently, so I I was diagnosed in July. I started a blog in August <laughs> because uh, I, I and honestly, I started the blog on a humble. I just needed is. a way. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The name of the blog is uh, fabulousboobies.com. And I think that's and how we met through the blog. Yeah, I think it was through blogging. Yeah. And I... Um, I didn't start the blog with the intention of actually talking to people outside of my personal 
circle. Mm -hmm. I started the blog because I have a huge family and we were already dealing with uh, a heavy illness in my family because my father had gotten sick. So I just wanted to be able to get information about me to the family so they could stop bothering my mother. That's literally how it started. Just stop calling my mama and read this here and you'll know all that's going on with me and you ain't got to call and harass her because she's stressed out. <laughs> but it, it grew really fast from there. And since 2008, I've been, I continue to blog, I've become a breast cancer, and I do a little consulting with uh, newly diagnosed survivors and also some of their loved ones, caregivers, and people that have recently finished treatment, because that's a whole nother mind game once you've finished. Um, so back to Pinktober. Pinktober is... It's equal parts joy and sadness. <clears throat> In 11 years, I've probably lost 10 friends to wow. breast cancer. And some of these are women that I knew before. A lot of them are, are other advocates that I met over the years doing events and participating in um, business trips and such. And it is such a devastating hole. You know, uh, I, I, I kind of tease my fiance a lot about I'm equal parts grieving and joyous at the same time all the time because I'm happy for me. And when I choose to celebrate that I'm still here, I get sad because I think of all my friends. And that's how the pink ribbons are for our survivors. We see it. We understand and we appreciate that they're there. We appreciate the awareness because I cannot honestly think of another disease that gets as much attention as breast cancer. And for that, I will forever be grateful to Susan G. Komen for just getting that whole ball rolling. Yes. But when you think about all that you go through and you think about all that you know, you've lost and people that you know have lost, it's heavy. And it gets insulting it, it walks into the world of insulting when you start to see pink ribbons on products that don't make sense <laughs> give me an example <laughs> so my personal so the first time I saw a pink ribbon on a product that made me lose my whole shit was <laughs> I was uh I think I was sitting on Facebook or, or something or on the internet and I see an ad for breast cancer pears what? Pears the fruit, right? So this, right, I right. Mean, come are on, pears come supposed on. To help not at all. I mean, I, I mean, know. they're fruit, and fruit's good for you, but no, not at all. But this company had packaged up a crate of pears, and it it was really insulting because pears are my favorite fruit. But they had crated up this this whole you know crate of pears whole bunch of pears and slapped a pink ribbon on it and had suggested it as a gift to a loved one with breast cancer i wanted to scream because pears have nothing to do with anything like literally nothing to do with anything nothing. first of all second it of all had ain't nobody eating a, i mean they're good and all but nobody um, eating a whole crate of pears Ain't nobody eating a whole crate of pears. I love a pear. I could eat a whole bunch of them, but I'm not eating a whole crate of pears. That was the second insult. Nobody's eating a whole crate of pears. Second of all, pears don't have nothing to do with breast cancer. But the third insult was didn't even try. Because here's, here's what's tea. When you are in chemo, 
chemotherapy kills basically all of your fast growing cells. So that's why you lose your hair. That's why your nails get brittle or fall off, which mine did, all of that. And how you don't have you the immune strength. Um, I started chemo at, uh, so my order of treatment was a little different from most women's. Most women start with surgery and then go to chemo. I started with chemo and then went to surgery because I had multiple tumors and the locations of the tumors uh, concerned my oncology team. And they were scared that if they did the surgery first, that the ke- that the cancer cells might spread. And then I would be stage four because it would have spread to my bones or some very close to my chest wall. So we did chemo first. So I, I started with losing my hair two weeks, you know, into chemo. And I did, I did that form of chemo for four months. And then I did uh, another, I call it a chemo, but it's basically an infusion uh, to deal with another aspect of my breast cancer for 12 months. Um, but that one doesn't cause hair loss or anything that's noticeable. It's just I had to go to the hospital every other week. Um, So, yeah, but the the tea is when you're in chemo, the chemo that takes all your, you know, fast-growing cells, your immune system is super, super, super low. It's very suppressed. It's, It's like you're a baby. You can't have fresh fruit. You can't be around fresh flowers because all of those things carry germs. Wow, so the pear people, they didn't even do their homework. Didn't even do their homework. Continue. And and that's exactly. So that's the kind of thing that makes. So you may see new survivors very often are excited. I was. My first October, I was geeked. You'd have thought I was in a sorority or something. I was sized. But because it felt like a whole lot of love. But by the end of October, I was drained. It was just, it was just a lot. It was just overkill. So then the second year, I think I'd lost two friends. So it was a heavier feeling. And it was like, oh, okay, so now I get why so many survivors don't like pink. And one of the things I'd like to tell people, if you want to do something nice for a survivor, ask her before you buy anything. Ask her if she even likes pink or pink ribbons, because a lot of us don't. I don't mind. Pink's still one of my favorite colors. Mm -hmm. But a lot of survivors don't like anything pink, don't want to see a pink ribbon. If they are a stage four survivor, if they're metastatic, meaning that they are going to die from their disease of breast cancer, they definitely don't want pink ribbons on anything. Mm. They are, they are definitely like, there's just, that's like such an insult. So it's the, the, the biggest way I can say for Pinktober is for people to, you have to have a conversation with the person that you want honor or uh, show respect to. You have to have a conversation with them to know where their head is because right. we're all handling it really differently. But then also, and if you have to have a conversation, then you probably should just let it go. Um, if you, though, as a non-survivor, want to just wear pink or show respect, do that. Enjoy yourself because, you know, you're still living. But don't get confused or offended if someone is upset by it also keep in mind some survivors get really ticked off with the very flip uh 
products out there that's like fuck cancer or save the tatas and stuff like that. You know, Girl, what? they get salty. That they get real salty. Me as a supporter, not even a not a survivor, because I feel like a lot of people use that as a time to, you know, just be twelve year old boys. You know, talking yeah. about yeah. you know grabbing breasts and all this other stuff. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, if that's what you're trying yeah. to do, just I, keep it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the the challenge for me is because I'm naturally just really silly and I love joking and laughing yeah. and you, and all you of that. You do. You do. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a silly chick, but I I, I could. She, yeah. she, she really is. <laughs> I caught so much hell for the first few years of my blog because of the name, because it said boobies. I caught so much hell for that. And every now and then somebody will still respond negatively. And I'm just like, I don't mean no harm, but they were mine. That's what I called them. They will always be. That's the, you know, I'm sorry that you're offended. You're I'm going to need you to. You're taking of that. So it's different. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I have I've told plenty of people to detour around my corner of the universe. Like, just detour. <laughs> I'm not changing it. I'm not because I, I I can't I can't change my story to to fit people I don't even know. Like, I'm just not doing that for you. You know, I don't owe you that. Um, I owe me my own voice, and so fabulous boobies is what it is. And but it's, it's an interesting, story. and it's mine, and right. I'm not giving it up. So you know. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 by the end of the month, I'm worn out this year. I'm especially sad, uh, because, uh, someone I know, someone close to me was recently diagnosed and just went through a mastectomy and it was a shock. So, and that brings up a whole lot of feelings of how I felt and you know what I've dealt with. So I've been a little extra emotional Mm -hmm. this so far. Look, we're what day three in the month. Yeah. I've been crying. All, all month already so it's it it doesn't go away it doesn't change it just um you know it's tough like that it's tough but i i i am one person who one survivor who does appreciate the pink ribbons yeah. because i thought i knew i thought i knew it all because i mean i've done the 5ks and i've i've read the little pamphlets and you know i had the shower card in my shower to check my boobies i knew all of this before i got diagnosed that's like a first grader learning how to do that uh, basic arithmetic telling a college professor of mathematics like i know how to do what you do and it's like yeah not so much baby but okay let me ask you this what do people ask you the most during this time or what do they i know they mentioned i I know that the, the pink thing you know people go extra with that um, mm-hmm. but w- is there something that people always ask you or always want to know from you or is there something that you just want to let people know and so they can stop asking? <laughs> well, I would say I, I don't get that many questions, but I'm really outspoken. And so I guess people are scared of me now. <laughs> I don't get that many. Yeah, I don't get that many questions. But I do shock people with um, my basic upfrontness about having uh, what I call a newbie, which mm-hmm. is my new boob. Um, 
and I'm my willingness to talk about it. I'm not going to show it to nobody. Some survivors are like that. I'm not, but uh, I'm willing to talk about it. I'm also willing to talk about sex, and a lot of survivors are not. Well, um, you're engaged, and I talk, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I, I spent a few years where I wasn't, and I started when I was diagnosed. I had a relationship. We broke up halfway through the first chemo. Wow! Um, wait, 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 girl, wait. wait girl hey y'all before i forget go to fabulousboobies.com that's nicole's blog um and that's kind of how we met because as you know before the podcast there was a blog called i am single and happy so i want y'all to go ahead and check out fabulousboobies.com so you can learn more about nicole's story and there is much more coming up stay tuned this is single and happy in charlotte It was too. It was too much. And he what exactly was, was too much? Once you just get diagnosed. And well, let me so, let me just back up for a minute. How long were y'all, <laughs> girl? We how, we had only been we'd only been dating for a few months. I will give him that. We'd only okay. been dating for a few months. He okay. was someone that I knew. However, Prior. he was someone that I'd known Before for about ten years. Dating. Okay, but. We didn't, yeah, we didn't, we'd only been dating for a few months. Um, it's, you know what it is? It's a lot, it's nonstop and it's a lot. So it's basically a lot of going to the doctor and it's a lot of waiting and it's a lot of, it's a lot of going to the doctor, especially. And there's uncertainty. And it's a lot of uncertainty. So the beginning phase, before you're diagnosed, you probably have gone to the doctor 10 10 or 15 times, right. you know, they got to give you the mammogram and then it, like, it's a lot, it's a lot, but he was there for all of that. He went to everything and he was there. Fine. Emo starts. Now I got to go to the hospital, to the cancer center every right. two weeks. He was there, like he was starting to get tired and, you know, like he came to the first one, I think. And then I don't think he came to another one. He may have come to the second one. I'm not sure. Um, but he had made such an impression up until that point that the nurses were always asking about him. Mm-hmm. And I was like feeling stupid because I'm just like, how do you say my bum ass boyfriend uh, ain't coming? And he got a new excuse. Wow. But, you know, eventually what I have learned, though, is that a lot of relationships break up during and right after breast cancer a lot people lose their whole marriages with this disease so do you still it's so stressful y'all still man he could eat a dick (laughs) eat a dick (laughs) i don't talk to that man and i i don't talk to him i barely talk to people we have in common um, because uh, let me be, let me be honest at the time I was making a lot of mental excuses for him because I just didn't have the bandwidth. Oh, to we, 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 we got something in common with that. Cause I used to, <laughs> child. yeah, listen, I mean, I made a lot of excuses yeah. about, you know, he's just busy. He's got right. work. Woo, woo, woo. He works so much, took, right? <laughs> oh my God. He works so much. It took my mother and my God brother 
who is a pastor to both and for those two people mm-hmm. to both say girl he is some trash and you need to stop wow. because I yeah. just wasn't seeing it and my god brother basically said if your woman is diagnosed with something like breast cancer there's nothing if you care about her there's nothing in the world that's more important to her like absolutely positively nothing he's like i'm a pastor he's like i met he was coming to chemo with me he was just like there's nothing in the world more important than you right now because this is a major thing he's like for him to say he gotta work and let me also add he was a bartender no shade to bartenders because I like to drink, but hey, boy, bye, <laughs> right? Like boy, bye. You can't. You ain't really okay. So yeah, it took me. It took a. It took a minute for it to click. So yeah, now I don't have nothing to say to that dude. And actually, he's part of the reason why me and my fiance are together. Y'all come back next week for part two of single, happy, and Ned. Single and Happy in Charlotte is a production of Thailand Unlimited, the home of Thailand rights. Peace.